Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Jesus has appointed every Christ follower to seek and save the lost. In other words, to stay on mission. These 72 were just like you and me, and they were sent out by Jesus to learn what it's like to share their faith with others. They learned how to share their faith when God opened the door. Do you believe that God's plan for you is so much more than just salvation? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners that we're to be God's primary tools in the redemption of others. Yes, only He can give the increase, but He's designed us to be relational, to minister and love others and ultimately share the gospel. Are you willing to set a goal to reach at least one person with the gospel of Christ in the next 12 months? You don't have to be a great speaker. Throughout history, the Lord has used seemingly incompetent people to bring glory to his name and save many. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke with part one of his message, On Mission, The Value and Impact of One. Uh, let's turn in our Bibles to Luke, Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10. It's good you have a Bible because you get to see this morning what the mission is. And we'll be in this passage of Luke uh, a number of times during the teaching. Now, Luke 19.10, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and save those who are, unlo- who are lost. In one verse... Jesus gives the mission for the church, our church. Remember, the church isn't a building. The church are Christ followers all over the world. So this is not a mission just for our church. It's a mission for the worldwide church. What did Jesus just tell us? What do we do? Well, we seek. We seek in order to find In other words, we go after. As you look through the Bible, the Great Commission ever, you're always hearing Jesus say, go, seek. See, we can't expect unbelievers to necessarily just walk into a church. Most unbelievers aren't going to walk up to you and say, hey, how do I become a Christian? We have to go after them. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was always in the marketplace around people. Number two, who do we seek? Well, Jesus tells us, we seek lost people, people who are unbelievers, left dead in their sins, they're perishing. The outcome of a lost people 
any person, one person who doesn't come to Christ, you will see later, why do we do this? Why are we seeking the lost? To get more people in church? Of course not. Why was Jesus giving us this mission? We, we seek the lost to save them, to save them from their eternal separation from God. You see, Good people don't go to heaven, but probably 80% of the people of the world think that's true. That's false. They need to understand why Jesus came. So here is the mission. We're going to seek. We're going to do something. We're going to go after lost people, people that don't really understand that they're not going to heaven because they're good people. And the last one is, as we do that, what's going to happen to our hearts? Our hearts are going to be open because there's going to be joy in watching people have a destiny, not of hell, but of heaven. So in one verse, Jesus tells us why, why he came from heaven to this earth. Now, I do want you to write this down. This is very important. If you're not writing it down this morning, please go to the notes later. Or if you have a spouse or a friend with you and they're writing it down, don't just stand and look at me this morning. For a year, we're going to talk about the mission. So if you don't know the mission... You will not be successful. So here's the mission. Write it down, all of our campuses. Jesus came to seek out sinners. When he finds somebody that's open, he shares the good news for what goal? That they would be transformed in their lives for eternity. So the goal of the mission is for God to direct us to People who are unbelievers, we all know unbelievers, so that when he opens a door, you'll see how this goes in a moment, when he opens a door, then we can share the gospel. Now, I want you to just say this word with me all during the service, I'll remind you, just say this word, relax, say, relax. Turn to your neighbor and say, right now, relax, would you? Would you just relax? Would you like? Because when we start talking about the mission, some of you are like this already. Watch me. I can't approach a person. I can't be the person. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to open my mouth about gospel. I don't know what to say with that. Relax. Relax. So you say, well, we're not really like that. Oh, yes, you are. Because I'm like that sometimes. So when you see this mission, it's powerful. Now, turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. You're close by. And watch the heart of Jesus. Now, why is there this mission? We're not like Disney. We're not trying to make people just happy. We're trying to make them happy and saved that they're going to heaven. (laughs) Now, how do we do it? One person at a time. Watch this parable from Jesus. Amazing. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and he loses, say with me, one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and watch this, go after, seek the lost sheep until he finds it? And watch this. When he finds it, here's a word we'll hear all year. He joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, hey, rejoice with me. Let's be happy. I'm excited. I found my lost sheep. Now, what was the joy when the shepherd goes back and talks to his friends and all the friends here on earth? What what was the joy? How many did he find? Come on, get your finger up here. He found one. 
You mean there's joy in finding one? The value of one. But look what he says. There isn't only joy on earth. Look at verse 7. I tell you the same way, that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over, say it with me, one sinner who repents than 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. People think they're good enough. There's, there's joy not only on the earth, but there's incredible joy in heaven over one. See, lots of times we have the wrong impression about this. The value of one. And that's what Jesus is trying to show us. Just one. This morning, maybe there'll only be one. Can we clap for one? Absolutely. I'm hoping there's more. God knows more. But that's the whole goal. So Jesus gives us this illustration to remind us this. Lost people matter to God. And they have to matter to you and me. Since I'm a Christ follower, that's who I am. So write this down this morning. One sinner coming to repentance brings great joy just one. Now, The next illustration is found in chapter 10, Luke 10, verse 1. Very often, Jesus would get his 12 disciples together and kind of send them out on little kind of trials. They were kind of interns moving through the ministry. Well, here he does the same thing, but it's different. Look at verse 1, Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72, circle this word in your Bible. You'll always remember it. 72, say it with me. Others. Others. Well, who are the others? I'll explain it to you in a moment. And he sent them two by two ahead of him, notice, to every town and place where he would go. So here's 72 that are going out. They're going out seeking. They're going to be on mission. Well, who are the 72? They're not the 12 disciples. They're 72 others. So Jesus just goes through and picks 72, watch me, unknown, everyday, ordinary Christ followers like you and me. Here's what I want you to write. Jesus has appointed every Christ follower to seek and save the lost. In other words, to stay on mission. These 72 were just like you and me. And they were sent out by Jesus to learn what it's like to share their faith with others. They learned how to share their faith when God opened the door. Now, as we walk through Often Jesus, when, he, when he's with his disciples, he'd point out a problem, and then he'd give the solution. Say it with me this morning, problem. Problem. I don't want to hear your problems. I have my own. But Jesus always has a solution. So let's look at the problem. Look at verse 2. Same chapter. This is Jesus speaking. He told them, the harvest... Is plentiful. What he means is there's tons of unbelievers. They're everywhere. But the workers, the Christ followers, are few. So what is Jesus trying to say to his disciples? He says this. There's lots of people looking for answers in their life. 
And Jesus clarifies the problem. It's not too few searching people. It's too few Christ followers who are on mission. Do you get it? It's not too few people who are searching. It's too few Christians who are seeking the lost. That's what we have in our world. Now, in Jesus' day, that was a problem. Is it a bigger problem today? Yes, why? How many people do we have today? 7.3 billion people. More than 2 billion people in our world today have never heard the name, never heard the name of Jesus, ever. That's a big problem. What is the problem? Not too many searching people. Too many Christ followers that are selfish and and just don't realize that's why God has them here. Now, look at the second part. What is the solution? Look what God says. Ask what Jesus says. Ask the Lord of the harvest, God, therefore to send out workers, Christ followers, ordinary Christ followers into his harvest field. So the, the solution, how wonderful Now, our world is no different than Jesus' world. All around you, there are people that are empty, lonely, guilty. They're afraid of death. They have no purpose. They have no meaning. You see, sometimes when we look at our world, our culture is just plummeting to hell. It's just horrible. And we would think, well, those people aren't interested. No, what they're finding out, there is no solution in man's solution. There's no peace coming here. There's no purpose in this world. Jesus says, plenty of people searching, too few people sharing. Now, when you look at that, that's just a challenge to all of us. And we have to be on mission. I want you to turn to Luke 19. Jesus often used illustrations, and he would be a role model for us to see how this works. And in this little passage, Luke chapter 19, You're going to see one person, Jesus, and you're going to see one sinner, Zacchaeus, and you're going to see the outcome. Well, this is one of the places, again, where Jesus is the role model. So remember, the disciples are watching Jesus in this, these 10 verses. They're watching Jesus. They're they're trying to learn. That's what, that's what my goal is. Now, Verse 1, Jesus entered Jericho. Jericho is very near Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem. He could have gone many ways through different cities to get to Jerusalem. But he entered Jericho, and he was passing through. That was not his end spot. He was just passing through. Now, here's the question. Why was Jesus going through Jericho and not some other city to get to his end place? His end place, which was Jerusalem. Here's the answer. God directed him. You see, one time, Jesus says this, I don't do anything unless the Father tells me to do it. So as he's up that morning, in his quiet time, God directed him to Jericho. God had a purpose. God was looking for only one. Here's what I want you to write this morning. The necessity of being led by the Holy Spirit. We're not just going to go up to people and go, hey, at door to door. You ready to get saved? I'm here to tell you. I'm on this thing. I got to get one. Would you come? <laughs> That's not how it works. We wait for God to what? Open a door. 
We have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Well, Pastor Mike, I don't understand it. Well, when you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit came to live in you. And I'll do a whole week toward the end of this series on the necessity of being filled with the Spirit of God. See, we're not on our own. Relax. God's heart is that not one perish. So we're just working with God. But I need the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is in Jericho. He's passing through it for one reason. God directed him. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. Now, we would call him maybe the IRS agent or whatever today. He, he was wealthy because he cheated everybody. He was the head guy. He became very rich. He was Jewish himself, and the Jews hated him like crazy. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. This is my favorite story in the whole Bible. You say, why are all these people laughing? Because they read ahead. Let's do it together. He wanted to see who Jesus was being a a short man. My favorite chapter in the whole Bible. I'm a short man. Powerful, but a short man. (laughs) Now, and he could not because of the crowd. There was masses of people. He's short. He can't see. What did he do? Now think about this. Put this in your mind. A guy that's rich, well-known, kind of like an IRS agent over all of South Florida, or basically the Southeast. Three-piece suit. Look what he did. He, he did what? He ran. Can you see an IRS agent running? Look at next. And he climbed a sycamore fig tree. Can you see an IRS and ah, climb up here? <laughs> Not a chance. He wouldn't. I'm, excuse me. I'm the executive here. Look at me. Zacchaeus didn't care who was watching. He wanted to see Jesus. His pride went down the drain. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree, To see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Now, why did Jesus, as Jesus is coming down there, why does Zacchaeus want to see him? We really don't know. But for sure, he knew from conversations in towns, wherever Jesus was, people's lives changed if they interacted with him. This is what I believe. He didn't have the, he was rich, he was powerful. But he didn't have the answers to life. He was empty. He was lonely. He had no purpose. He had no meaning. But he shows faith because he wants to see this man that somehow can change your life. See, he had, he had a good un- introduction of who Jesus was. Our world, outside this building, our campuses, they don't know who Jesus is. He's just a good teacher. He's some Bible thing or whatever. You know, the Muslims say, well, he was a nice prophet. He's not as good as Muhammad. Uh, Remember, the the Muslims also say this, Allah has no God. And then they try to tell us Allah and Jehovah are the same. Hmm, sorry. Our God has a son. His name is Jesus Christ. And by the way, there's no other name you can get into heaven but by Jesus Christ. Christ. But see, our world thinks badly of Jesus because we haven't represented him well. 
So one of our goals through this year is to introduce people to the real Jesus. See, there isn't anybody we meet that God can't change. Anybody. So we're going to help you. Now, as you think about this witnessing, sharing our faith, I know some of you say, I don't know how to do that, Pastor Mark. Can I change anybody? No. God chose people to reach people. There's only really one exception in the book of Revelation. When we finished the book of Daniel, we went to the book of Revelation. We showed you during the tribulation, what does God use? One angel. One. I think that's interesting. To go through the world. Now, how many know this morning, one angel against us could outdo us any day of the week? They know how to witness. They know how to share. We're all in the process of learning. And we're going to come against all those things. Fears. Well, what if they ask me who the rapture, when the rapture's coming and who the 666 is and God raises a stone bigger? They're not going to ask you that crud. But we're going to give you ways to do that. So understand, we're not in this alone. And as we go through this, it's going to be powerful. So here, what we're after is a changed life. I can't do that, but God can change any life. He just needs somebody to share the good news. Now, when Jesus reached the spot, when he reached the spot, was there an X mark? Jesus, stop here. No. He's being led by the Spirit. When he stops, he's being led by the Spirit. And he looks up. And he says, hey, hey, you up there. Come on down. Look at your Bible. Is that what he says? What does he say? His name. Now, we don't know whether Jesus knew of Zacchaeus or whether God gave him his name. But here's what I want you to write this morning. As we go through and we share with people, it's always got to be personal. It's not a number. V-I-O. Personal sharing. Know their name. Know about them. You see, many times... We want to make it impersonal. That's why often you'll hear me, and you'll hear me again say it this morning at our campuses. When people accept Jesus Christ, I want you to come down front. I want to meet you. I want to know the name. I want to shake your hand. I want to thank you for accepting Jesus Christ, just like all our pastors want at the end of the service. We want to make it personal. We're not after a number. You're personal. Sometimes when we share in our neighborhoods, You'll share and nobody will come to Christ. You've been sharing and sharing and sharing. Well, Jesus had the same problem. Jesus shared with Nicodemus. Nick at night, remember him? A Jewish man? Did he come to Christ? Jesus, the greatest gospel share in the world. No, he didn't come to Christ until like a year and a half later. How about the rich young ruler? Jesus said, here's your problem. Do this and that and the other. Rich young ruler said, thank you. Did he come to Christ? No. See, one plants... One waters, but God gives the increase. Relax. A mission statement states the purpose, focus, and goals of a company. Today, Pastor Mark taught us what the mission of the body of Christ should be. What do we do? Who do we seek? Why do we seek? Jesus came to seek out sinners, share the good news, and transform their lives for eternity. One sinner coming to repentance brings great joy. Jesus has appointed us to seek and save the lost. Are you on mission today? Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. If you were only able to help lead one person to Christ in the next 12 months, would it be worth it? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners of the value and impact of one. A changed life being the goal, finding one person to really connect with and share the beauty of the gospel with. The Lord will always give the increase in His own timing, but we must be responsible to plant and water seeds. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.